Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, uh, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which uh, Craig Touch and myself chat to authors, writers and all sorts of people mixed up in this crazy business that we're in of publishing. And today we have two very special guests I'm personally massively excited to chat to. We have Peter Brooker and we have Matt Spazer, who are the gentlemen behind this book from Tailors with Love, which is the evolution of menswear through the Bond films. And it's all about what James Bond wears. It's a really, really interesting book to have brought to life. And uh, Craig and I just wanted to chat to you a bit about the journey that you went on. So first of all, Peter, how are you doing today? I'm very well, mate. Thanks for checking in on me. And Matt, how are you doing today? Hey, Roland. I am fantastic. That is great to hear. And now over to Craig, who is the an author himself and the founder of Hidden Gems. Uh, Craig, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So uh, yeah, thanks uh, guys for for coming on. And you know, uh, Roland was telling me about this book, and I, I mean, anybody who's read the blog knows that he's a big James Bond fan. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, you know he's all involved and and excited about this one. And I think you know the idea of talking to you guys about you know sort of bringing your passion project to life, um, and you know the whole journey you went on from. Uh, being interested in this stuff to getting together, collaborating to write the book, like why you decided to write about specifically about, you know, the suits of James Bond and, you know, how you had everything you had to go through from, you know, whether there were copyright issues or, you know, um, you know, how you market it and, and, the publishing, traditional publishing versus self-publishing, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully that's something that, um, I bet. Well, I'm sure it's something our reader or our listeners will be interested in hearing about. So, uh, why don't you guys sort of start it off and tell us how it all got started? Matt, do you want to go? Well, for me, it all got started back in 2010 when I started my blog, which is now called Bond Suits. So, at bondsuits.com, I write about James Bond style um, and everything that has to do with it. Everything that has to do with the clothes and about the clothes, about James Bond. There's many layers to it. And at some point along the way, I think it was in 2016, I met Pete. So Pete reached out to me to, to join uh, join him on a podcast, a menswear style podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember that? that? That's how we met. That's right. Um, so I, I do another podcast as well as one called From Taylors With Love called the Menswear Style Podcast. And Matt, I think you were my second guest on that show. And I felt like we had a good shorthand. You know, we spoke quite easy and free to each other and kept in contact since then. And so when the idea came around to write a book, you were the first person that I reached out to, um, knowing that I couldn't really do a book. Sorry, I'm just dislodging a cat. I couldn't really do this book without Matt, um, knowing that he's, you know, he's he's put all this research in anyway. And so that was, I think, our, our first interaction was on another podcast. And then we, we kind of hit it off and, and, and went on this journey together. What was the inspiration to write a book in the first place? I mean, you, you both had blogs that were fairly successful about this. And then the book, where did that come from? Yeah, so I actually was interviewing another author for that podcast in fact uh, I was reading his book today I don't know if anyone's heard of Josh Sims Matt you might have heard of him just showing the books up here uh, and I wanted to get him on because I was doing a special on Steve McQueen 
and I managed to get hold of him through an agent in Lawrence King Publishing, and we had a connection, and then I and I managed to get hold of him that way, and we got him on the podcast. But at the time, I realized how hard it was to get hold of anyone within publishing companies traditionally, at least going back six years, because I'd actually self-published a book before that, and I I didn't have any direct line of sight to a publisher or anyone in a publishing house, and of course I. With my other book, I had to try and get a literary agent to read it before getting it into the lap of a publisher to even look at. And there was so many other hurdles and and red tape. So I just because I had this uh, this conversation with this lady at the the publishing company after the interview was done, I said, I don't suppose I can send you an idea for a book. And she goes, yeah, yeah, just shoot it on over. I was like, great. And I didn't actually have an idea for the book. I, I, I didn't have any. I didn't. You know, just like everyday life for me is uh, is no ideas, but then hopefully something will manifest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because I had an in, as it were, that that kind of just sparked everything, and I just kind of went to the drawing table and said, "What what what can I do?" And uh, I'd already spoken to Matt. I think that was quite fresh at the time, having uh, conversations with Matt, um, massively into Bond, and uh, it just it was a lateral move. Really, I was also writing about menswear I was, I was a manager of a menswear shop at the time as well and i can't remember matt was this around specter or after specter must it must have been after specter no, it was after because yeah, i yeah. met you almost a year after specter was right, released. okay yeah sorry guys it, it's um, a bit hazy but so like specter had happened and at the time also there was i was very new to social media but i think social media was also quite on the uptick there with like instagram and highlighting different outfits from the films and how to get the looks etc and I just yeah. felt there was this huge groundswell that was happening right at the time obviously there's been like people like Matt that have been there way before me people like Remit from uh, Bond Lifestyle David Sawiski from the Bond Experience these guys were kind of in it from the beginning and I was very much a newcomer coming in but the idea from the book really came from not having an idea for the book <laughs> it came from just having a contact at a publishing company that we could present a pitch to so that was that was uh, am i getting that right matt do you think something like that you know yeah. i had been people had, you know fans of mine i guess had been asking me to write a book like or just put my blog into a book and they they've been asking me for years i had i hadn't it's like i i had didn't been, been like doing the, the blog for less than a year and people were asking me oh when are you going to write a book and matt, someone did though they did print out your blog didn't they someone did print out my blog and put it into a binder uh, Roland has met this person mm. <laughs> very sweet but but um it's yeah so someone did want my someone wanted my blog to be a book so badly that they printed it out but um I think it just a lot of people had always been asking me about, about writing a book but it was it's just such a daunting task I didn't want to take it on by myself and then Pete came along and proposed this idea to me in a in a different way than than uh, i had ever thought about it before so what there are two things that really strike me with that the first is it sounds like even before you decide to write a book you had an audience for your book and i know from personal experience normally we write the book and then try and find the audience and it's like the opposite way that seems like a, a good in for success and then the second yeah. question was like yeah writing a book is a daunting task how did you guys even begin you said you'd already written a book but how did you begin creating the structure and format of a book that you were going to write we just came up with so many different um ideas for how to structure this book uh you know just uh do you want to tell them about any of them pete 
Yeah, well, it's, it's only fresh in my mind because I published something the other day. It was World Book Day. I'm sure you didn't know just a week or so ago. So I had a look through some very old pictures and just to see where the very first one came from. And I, and it was, yeah, it was a million years ago. It was, <laughs> it was the, the pitch and it was like 101 style lessons from Bond or something. And we had like this huge index. And I think we were going to go like through a blow by blow account of all the best ones chronologically. Uh, I'm so glad we didn't do that. It was, would have been oh, yeah. boring as heck. Um, but then there were like, well, let's just kind of group it in one. We'll have like the, the tuxedo section and then we'll have the dinner suit section and the leisure suit section. And there were just so many different iterations. Uh, and whilst we were just uh, letting the, the taxonomy sort itself out, which way we should do it, we were getting interviews with tailors at the same time. You know, we were kind of already on the move with it, trying to get people to be involved with the book. And once we had a few interviews under our belt, we quickly realized that the real story is the people telling the story, like the tailors and the brands yeah. and, the, and the people I mean, that they always, there. they always say that good stories are, you know, about the people, not about other about things. Or, and I think we had, you know, we initially tried to make this into like a style type of book, like a style guide. And we ended up making yeah. a history book instead. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. So what was the, what was the pitch that you uh, gave to that, uh to that agent or publisher that you had spoke because you had no idea and it sounds like you guys went and figured out some ideas but then things changed as you were writing the book but at which point uh and what like did your pitch was your pitch just what it what the book is now or was it something completely different and then you guys realized as you were writing it that you know it was going to be different and then the publisher was like cool with that or yeah i think it is just well i think we didn't really have any publisher until we came up with the current path you know the path that we ended up taking the original paths didn't, they kind of just fizzled out. Um, we, well, uh, so Matt, actually, I was thinking about this today ahead of talking to you guys, and I was hoping that, Matt, you might auto-correct me on, on my line <laughs> of thinking. Uh, but I remember doing that pitch of, like, the 101 style lessons of Bond. Uh, right. Or there was another pitch as well, the one where we got Patricio involved, like, drawn to the style of Bond, because he was a really good artist. I'm not sure if you guys know about him on Instagram, but um patricio cardiball i want to say is this a... i do not know how to say that uh, like, anyway so we got a, name? we got a great guy from the community to do some illustrations first for the book um just to kind of give the pitch some texture and we then sent that pitch and it was i guess it was like a a machination of all of the ideas thrown together like style lessons grouping it with you know sections that people can relate to like the like like I said, like the the stripe suits over here, or the the um, the shoes and the accessories over here, and we had that pitch turned down um, by Lawrence King Publishing, but they did compliment us on the pitch, saying that's a, one of the best pitches we've had to turn down. And as we went through different publishers with that same pitch, it was just all the same with pe- people coming back to us and saying, um, if you haven't got the backing of Eon, then you know we can't take this any further for you. So that was quite clear very early on. So Matt and I just just powered through, really. We just carried, carried on writing it, right, Matt? Yeah, we, we just wrote. I mean, we eventually figured out the uh, the way that we, you know, the historical perspective, the chronological way to tell us, you know, the history. And we went with that and eventually found some, some someone to take it. Mm. 
I love that rejection though. Like this is one of the best things I've ever had to reject. It <laughs> That's was an awesome rejection. I was... wish I got that from a girl at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, it was it was kind of nice, and then also once every publisher because we we did throw it around. I think three or four different publishers, and we would go to the publishers that had previously published Eon Books. Um, so is it Michael Amara? I want to say one. We did a, an early Roger Moore Bond on Bond. Hoping I'm getting that right. So we did. Yeah, no, well, they, that wasn't a that wasn't an official book though. That was Roger did have some um, official, uh, I guess, encouragement from them, but he mm. from Eon. Yeah, sorry, no, it was, it wasn't I mean, an yeah. official one. Yeah, he was he was given carte blanche to use all the illustrations, graphics, and photos for that book. Um, but yeah, they didn't put the the 007 stamp of authority on it, but we went to those publishers, you know, people that had already got some line of sight with what it's like to publish a bomb book. Um, but yeah, we were just hearing more of the same things. And we did go to Eon at the beginning. Do you remember Matt? And said, look, if, if you want to, if we're, we're writing this book and we'd love to have your backing, we'd love to have you behind it. And uh, if you can just give us the key to the archives, we'll bring it back by the end of the day. Um, and they Sent, it was actually really exciting because it's the first time I've written to Eon and I think they wrote back lickety split and just said, thank you very much for your inquiry. Um, you, we, we can't support this project. And just a little reminder, everything's copyrighted right down to the logo. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, and it was just their, their um, stock response to this kind of thing, which I'm sure they've had before. Oh, so how were you able to do it then uh, without sort of their backing um, to be able to well, it, get around all that? It is a history book and it's our writing and that, that they cannot uh, have any control over. So we have that. Um, it's you know, fair use to discuss that. We can discuss anything about uh, films, the costumes, you know, um, there's only you know we can't quote the films we can't use photos from the films we can't uh yeah we can't pretend that 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 they uh have um you know uh, that they've endorsed us or anything like that right so uh, but you can you're allowed to say that that it's about the suits of james bond like you're allowed to no well uh yeah in the book in the book um but i mean you'll notice so is this a sorry? Is this a, this is a podcast or the YouTube? Oh, oh we'll have a video oh, component. So okay, so, so you got the book there. I mean, you'll notice that there's no okay, mention of Taylor James. Love, yeah. There's no mention well, of yeah. James Bond on the front. Just so Bond. the Bond films, yeah. So is that? Yeah, how we, you, we probably we we possibly could have gotten away with James Bond in the subtitle of the uh, the book, but it's pushing it. And the, on the back, there's no pictures of James Bond, just a, an evolution of the trousers that Matt did. Uh, Matt did the front as well. I mean, yeah, so I did, I did the cover art. And, you know, they, they even told us that we, we couldn't use a picture of, you know, a, a dinner jacket, no, no bow tie. No, this, mm-hmm. We can't even use that really classic Bond imagery. But wow. I uh, went into the, to the wardrobe, pulled out some clothes that were very much... In the, you know, in the uh, the style of Bond, including a uh, Frank Foster shirt that had the uh, same exact cuff that Roger Moore wears in The Man with the Golden Gun. This is your so dad's it, suit, though, Matt. Is it? That is my dad's suit. Yeah, <laughs> I found that one because it was 
it, it seemed a little, it had, I don't have anything quite like that. And he had that suit that, that, that check is a very much you know, a thing that you associate with bond suits it's something that Connery wore, something that Craig is, you know, wears he, that looks just like a suit that he wore in uh, no time to die. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're trying to figure out ways to really, um, you know, to, to call bond to mind in, in this, in these clothes, things are just so iconically bond. When you got shut down, especially by shut down at Eon, you persisted, which I think was great. And you took that that echo. I guess then was there ever a point where you're like, are we going to go the self-publishing route? Or had you always decided to go with the publisher? And it's an interesting publisher you went with. I think it's a brilliant choice, which we can talk to afterwards. But did you ever consider like self-publishing? Yeah, we did. We, we definitely well, looked, we looked into it. I mean, we were writing and just not really... We were trying to get some publishers on board, but after the initial, you know, the whole people just turned us down, like the, the big guys turned us down for the same reason. We knew that, like, we couldn't get it published with an underdog, for example. But something did in something interesting did happen that we, uh, I believe it was Gareth Owen, um, personal assistant to Roger Moore. Uh, I know he's published books through the History Press, and he's got, like, a, if you... Roland, have you ever done the Bond Stars event down Pinewood? Craig, you no, I haven't. Like Matt, did, have you ever been to those? No, no, oh. no. Uh, I went. I went to one, and they had a book launch with John Richardson, who'd done some of the special effects called Making Movie Magic, and uh, that was done through the History Press. And there were other books that are kind of escaping my mind now. I think even uh, the, the the Roger Moore one, the Double O Seven Diaries, the reprint of that has gone through the History Press. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me. Yeah. But anyway, so I reached out to Gareth. I said, "Is there anyone in the history press that you know of?" And uh, and he put us in touch with his guy, and we sent them the pitch. And it, I really didn't think anything of it because I'd been we'd been turned down so many times. That it was just like, but we were nearing the end of uh, the book now. And I say end. We'd actually just Matt. Do you remember we agreed just to finish it at the Rogers? We we'd. We worked our way through yeah. describing the suits of bonds and we got to the end of the Rogers and we thought that's going to be book complete because we knew it would be such a, a huge arsenal of work to carry on without. Yeah. And we kind of were focusing on the, the, the truly tailored aspect of bond, which sort of ended after Roger because bond, uh, bond stopped using, you know, British bespoke tailors. We thought that was like the end of it kind of, it was it's so it became so different after that from, from what Tim, from Timothy Dalton's ready to wear clothes and Pierce Brosnan's Brioni suits and you know the the uh, Daniel Craig's Tom Ford, which is so different from the English bespoke world that we were initially focusing on. So we we had kind of stopped there, uh, but that wasn't really enough for for the publisher, was it? Yeah, but uh, so the History Press came back and they said this is really good and we'll take it. And I remember where I was; I was in the gym. <laughs> and I just I was just doom scrolling through my emails and my feed and this message came up and said we'll have it get on the phone we want to talk to you about it Matt we jumped on the phone you and I immediately with uh, a gentleman down at the history press and I've still got the video because we recorded it over yeah. zoom but what was funny uh, I didn't realize that our video was on and that he could see us in video because Matt and I are like we're doing this we're like, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> like that we were doing that and then when oh, i came yeah. to hang up the video he goes right see you later guys and i just realized it was then i could see him he was just like he was behind like another email or something but anyway fine. um that was such a great i still remember that feeling of actually having someone say yeah we'll back you and it, they seemed to be worth their salt and then so matt and i thought well we better finish the book because we've only got <laughs> half a book from and uh that's yeah that's actually when I want to say the real fun began because then we came into the pandemic and uh, then it was lockdown and we were, it kind of had a bit of a silver lining for us in a way that there were a lot of people we wanted to get hold of in terms of the tailors and the costume designers that were all of a sudden not working on films anymore and had a bit of spare time. They and were all in lockdown. We just spoke with so many lockdown. people who, they were all at their homes. They weren't at the sets. They weren't at the costume shops they weren't at uh, their tailoring shops they were everyone was at home with free time and this was at the time where not everyone had yet started a podcast so, like, <laughs> Isn't that true? so it was well i mean so it was just a yeah it was the golden era really for people just going onto zoom and talking to people because it's all they could do I mean, that's, I think the thing that's remarkable to me is the fact that even though you kept getting these rejections, you continued with the process of putting it together. And I remember I uh, spoke to, I think it was you, Pete, that I spoke to, and you mentioned that it was Bear Manor Media, which is interesting because I've got a friend who writes about Sherlock Holmes and The Saint, and he'd actually had a couple of books published through them. So it seems like a really good match. They're, they're the company that seemed to have their head around publishing un, unofficial books about licensed oh, yeah. series. They, they just so much about about uh, the film industry through them and their entertainment industry overall, I'd say. Uh, so they, and and, and uh, we, we ended up, I don't know if you want to hear about how we, we ended up losing the history process. You were talking about them before, but we uh, went back to Gareth Owen and he helped us with uh, Find Bear Manor Media. And I think he's has he's published with Bear Manor Media as well, hasn't he, Pete? I think so. I can't remember what book it was, but it was definitely Gareth yeah. that put us onto. Um, so we um, missed something here. So you had the history press all lined up, and they wanted your book, and then that fell through. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> hold on. Sorry, I'm just trying to get rid of the cat. Sorry. Um, so I, when I was saying some good things, some bad things happened in the pandemic we actually struggled to get hold of our guy at the history press at the time everything's going to be like pen on paper sign the contract and uh they they would reply to like one to every five emails matt do you remember that that was because our guy was on furlough that's right so he was on furlough and they they kind of left just one guy in the office who was handling everything um which meant there was a huge delay in correspondence now we, in the meantime, in the interim, we got a letter from Eon's lawyers saying, we strongly recommend you don't go ahead with this book. And they CC'd us in, they CC'd in History Press. And then all of a sudden, the History Press wakes up and go, guys, wow, we cannot go ahead with this book. I was like, ah, oh, there you are. There you are. You've been, <laughs> yeah, you know, they didn't you've been away from so, wow. I mean, they literally, they just, uh, they shat themselves and ran to the hills fine. Yeah. But that kind of left us at square one, really. Um, except, and I, I remember where I was that day as well. 
I was working, to taking photographs of a burnt out building. I was literally in the middle of a burnt out building <laughs> with rubble crumbling around me. And I think the time zone was off, Matt, right? So I don't know if you got the email at the same time as I did. I had to wait for you to... Were you, were you... I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I think I probably woke up and saw that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I think I woke. I think I woke. I'm sure I woke up to that because the lawyers that were handling this that sent us that they were in the UK. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, Craig, you know, we, we, it. Found, yeah. we found another look. We found another um, publisher who took it on. But Craig, I've got a good uh, quick story about that though, because I come home and I'm really, really. Um, pissed off and <laughs> I say to my girlfriend said, yeah they've shut us down and uh, she, and she took a look at the the letter from the their lawyers and she goes oh my god you're dealing with this guy and apparently like this lawyer is like king big dick in lawyer world right and because my girlfriend works in oil and gas she happens to deal with like big lawyers all the time and so she goes I can't believe you got a letter from this guy this guy's a monster in the lawyer field like this is not good news. This is not good news <laughs> that this guy's after me, you know. And but I could. I mean, she was very, very. I don't think I've excited her that much sexually. <laughs> she, she was impressed. She was <laughs> more impressed with the lawyer getting that lawyer getting involved than even when I had the book in my hand for the first time. Yeah, I mean, if they get it, you know, I mean, we got the attention of such a big name that uh, you know it, it was a compliment, wasn't it, Pete? It. Well, I didn't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> but I, so I don't get, first of all, how did their lawyer find out that you were still doing it? And then why did you, I mean, to me, if I got a lawyer from, you know, I'm, so I don't know if you guys uh, watch the show Suits at all. I've been binging through that. It's, all, it's a lawyer show. And it's like uh, the big, the big lawyer there, like Harvey Specter. So I was like, to me, I'm, that's what's going through my head. I'm like, if I got a letter from Harvey Specter, I'm not pursuing that anymore <laughs> like i'm just like i'm okay i guess we can't do it so so why did you decide uh to just do it anyway <laughs> so i got a theory uh of how they got wind i mean we'd already told them that we're right we, we know it anyway how, we knew how well, you, you pitched it to them but happened. they said we knew they said it. no right so yeah how did they Matt, know you just did it anyway i, I think it happened when i reached out to someone at tom ford that's to right yeah, yeah talk with them and someone there got freaked out about this um, and uh, talked with them, talked with, you know, with Eon. And then they, I guess they thought, they must have felt very threatened by us. Well, so the person at Tom Ford, from what I remember, sent us an email back saying, Tom's not interested in doing an interview with you guys, uh, but we wish you luck with the project anyway. And then I reckon yeah. five seconds after sending that email to us, she must have got on the horn to Eon and said, these yeah. guys over here, have you seen what they're doing? So, uh, yeah, I've yeah. always had a I bit think... of a love-hate relationship with Tom Ford because I feel I'm like pretty these, sure these guys was... ratted us out even though even though they knew about the book anyway. But that that's what I think happened. Well, the only thing, I've, I've probably only spent about $400 with them, so I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not, not, not big enough uh, for Tom Ford. Yeah. But, you know, and yet you persisted. Yeah. So why did you? Why did you decide to just go ahead anyway? So, well, well, at that stage, they really shut us down, and then I was actually getting phone calls from, or I got an email from someone else from another brand, saying that, oh, you know, we hear that the book's in trouble, and that you're not allowed to print it. You know, what's happening with this? 
And I just thought that all the people that we interviewed at this point were now going to pull the rug because they didn't want to be involved with a book that was going to be published without the permission of Eon. Because you've got to remember, all the brands that we are kind of in, well, that we were interviewing, had really and still have long, good, continuing relationships with with Eon. Right? They're, some of them are license holders with Eon, and so when these guys kind of think, "Oh my God, they, these guys have gone rogue and published a book, and now we're going to upset Eon." Uh, at that moment, I just didn't pick up the phone to anyone. I didn't reply to anyone's emails. And uh, Matt, we just we just then actually kind of have approached it quite diplomatically, or where you did. You got some yeah. of your your lawyer friends involved, right? Yeah, I got a lawyer friend of mine to uh, to help out. Uh, she she saw the the letter and she th- uh, whereas a lot of people told us that we had no choice but to give in to them, mm-hmm. give in to their demands, um, but. We, we didn't want to want to uh, negotiate with Spectre. So <laughs> we, we, uh, yeah, this lawyer, lawyer that I know, uh, she, uh, you know, she, she wrote to them. She, she got on the phone with this big shot lawyer. She said he was a very nice man and they had a great talk and she was able to work out a deal for us. Um, so, yeah. It, and then there was a process of, us having to show them the book to make sure that there was nothing bad said about James Bond, I suppose, or they wanted to look at it before it went to print. We said, fine. And they wanted us to remove the photos. I mean, we actually had at this point, we didn't even have photos of like the films. We were going to go and source those through maybe either Shutterstock or Rex Images, Matt. Do you remember that? Yeah. They said, yeah, they said we couldn't use any of those uh, Mm -hmm. because they still own the copyright. Right. to most of those images there there are photos that they you know from the sets that they do not own mm. but um we didn't have those and they probably would have given us trouble about those anyway if we yeah. did i mean legally if we went down and kind of went to the the guys at suits those lawyers and said let's let's take this to the hill and take them on it would have been oh, yeah. an arduous process. And I think the law would have been on our side. I've spoken to people since that have said that they couldn't believe the rigors and strictures that they put around that and that we would have taken them to the cleaners. But ultimately, we don't want to fall out of Eon either. You know, we've grown up loving Bond. You know, we, we both of us really like Eon as a small family that have done so much for the franchise. And we had and really good years. It, it so, could have taken years to get it through. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been, an, uh, it would have been arduous. It would have been a ball ache. And so we were just quite happy that we did have conversations with them that, and we managed to get a book out. So yeah, was that I mean, their our, only our, sort of sticking point was that they wanted to see the book and make sure yeah, they, they weren't doing anything? Yeah, they wanted to see it. There was one chapter title they had an issue with that we changed and they didn't like my you know, initial cover proposal. And we, we, uh, so we ended up with the cover that we have now. Which um, I mean, I'm happy with the cover. I, I love it when people dress up as our book cover, which <laughs> happens. Yeah, you know, that's fun. Uh, it, it, I love that. I love it when that happens, and uh, I, I think it's yeah, it's it's a fun thing now that we we finally got the book through all these hurdles, and you know, yeah, uh, the lawyers really didn't give us very much trouble with the book once they read it because it it it's our writing. It's not mm. we didn't take their their films we didn't put their films in our book we it's it's uh it's our it's our book and uh the photos were not what our book was about anyway it was about our research our conversations with tailors and costume designers right pete we, we yeah absolutely 
Um, but luckily, we we still had a big arrow in our quiver with Matt because Matt's a graphic designer anyway, and their book is replete with some really interesting infographics. Um, there are some images from some screen worn, screen accurate clothes uh, that we've managed to get from. Uh, David Zaritsky's collection. He was good enough to dedicate. David sent us a lot of photos. He sent us, yeah. Um, so we were, and also some quotes as well, because you forget, like David, he's like the, the big cheese and all this, has interviewed a lot of the people. Anyway, he's even had kind of offhand chats with Daniel Craig in Q&As and audiences. And we've, that's on YouTube. And we said, look, is it okay? And with George Lazenby as well, he we said, is it okay if we can just lift a line from that chat? And basically, he just said, whatever you want, whatever you want. And we, you know, we were indebted to him because he also, he had a flood in his, uh... Craig, do you know David Zeritsky, Bernie Chuds? Uh, no. no. Da- so, da- big... uh, yeah, Craig is not part of the, is not one of Sorry. the obsessive uh, genre. He's a muggle. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. If I... <laughs> I, I've watched the movies, but. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to talk over, talk around that, but he's uh, he's a big James Bond collector, big fan of the Bond films, and he's got a lot of the clothes. So when we went and reached out to him and said, "Can we get you to take photos of your clothes or mannequins, etc.?" Uh, it was done last minute. It was done on uh, the, the American bank holiday that you guys have over there with Thanksgiving, uh, and it was, it was around Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, and his uh, basement was also flooded at the time. So he had every, and we weren't paying him, he had every reason to say, guys, I'm a little bit busy, but he came through for us. And so anyway, the book has got some uh, some good illustrations and images that are also informative, and I think it carries and marries the text really well. How did you, I, I missed, like, how did you get the last publisher involved? Was that after you'd worked at the legal issues? Did you have to then go yeah. up and around again? Yeah, but we went back to Gareth Owen. He just told us to reach out to. He gave us two, like two other publishers to reach out to. Mm. And we, 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 you know, we we uh, contacted Bear Manor Media, and you know, they were just so excited to have us. And you didn't want to was, try to reach out to History Press again and say, "Hey, you know, you guys dropped us because we we, we, we did." I think I believe we did, didn't we, Pete? I I don't did I don't did we? I don't remember doing. We might that. have. I think we might have, but I think they had had enough of us. <laughs> they didn't want to get involved again. Yeah. I think they would. I, I, I seem to remember we did ask them again, and they just didn't. Uh, right. They didn't want it. I don't think I did. I, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Craig and I are huge advocates for like self-publishing, obviously. But I think this is one of those situations where if you self-publish this book, then you've got all of the challenges of self-publishing anyway, and you have Eon like breathing over you. Whereas Bear Manor Media specifically publish books about licensed uh, TV shows like Sherlock Holmes, like The Saint, like uh, all of those 60s things. So it seemed like a, a that must have given you some reassurance to have actually gone with with uh, a company like that rather than take it on your own shoulders. Yeah. I mean, they, are, they even had a book by Vic Flick, you know, the James Bond guitar player. Oh, mm-hmm. was he the one who actually wrote, yeah. wrote the ding, ding, ding thing? Yeah, he played, you know, it. Yeah, he was, he played it on the original theme, the original, and he played it in many films. You know that the, the twangy guitar that from he did it originally for for um, Doctor No in '62. He was still playing it for the gun barrel sequence in uh, License to Kill. I don't I don't know. I think that might have been the last time he did it. Possibly, but uh, but he is also you know has a book with uh, Bear Manor Media, so there is some there is some James Bond family in there too. 
But, well, we are—we're coming up to the, the end of the hour, but you were just about to say something, Peter, and I cut you off. No, it, I was just going to say it was—it was still quite nice to have someone champion the book because I mean, I, up until this point, I've had like, like I say, I've already self-published a book. I've—I've I've not actually had anyone kind of give give me any green stamps and say I love this. Do you know what I mean? On any other projects, I've got two film scripts sitting on my hard drive that are going to are going to just rot in binary binary kingdom <laughs> i mean well, so it, it's always i would still remember when the history press said that they liked it and when bear manor media you know i've i've had um some friction with bear manor media since but that's but i'll always be thankful for these guys for for you know championing us and and getting this book you know because it's it's a dream really to get a book out you know you dream yeah. of it and then, sure. I, and then I did, did you oh sorry go on no, I just I like having a you know a publisher behind it. It's it's it kind of mm. gives it a stamp of approval, to, you know, not just to us but to our uh, our audience. It's it kind of it says that it's that someone you know uh, they went through some official channels. It's it's not just our um, not just you know us putting out something you know like like we put out a blog. It kind of just feel it feels more official this way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of authors that feel that way, like, you know, even as self-published authors and even ones that have huge amounts of success, some of them, you know, still want to get that published, that traditionally published book just to be able to say they had one and, you know, sort of it gives them some sort of validation. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a valid thing, you know, for some people are interested. Did you end up giving, did they, um, take up all the rights like are they uh do they do the ebook and audiobook and all that stuff or did you were you guys able to retain any rights to be able to do other things with it they took all the rights and they even took matt's dad's suit from the cover but we also want the suit <laughs> so no we we put out a um you know it's 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 in print and hardback and, and soft cover and it's also an ebook I think they do have do they do they do have the rights I think to uh, put out an audiobook if they want to. Yeah, yeah. They they would be the a right hard one. Yeah. 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 Who would you get to voice that? Mm. One of the bonds? I, I quite like uh, I quite like either Bud West or Bill Koenig's voice. <laughs> or uh, Thomas you want, you want a good, a good American. Oh, Th- Thomas Felix Crane has the the right voice for this. You, you need a yeah, you, need, yeah. you need a British uh, person talking about uh, Savile Row because I feel like there must be so many words in here that an American would get wrong. <laughs> well, you don't want to get Daniel Craig uh, giving a call, or <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be open for uh, Daniel Craig coming on. That'd be I'm sure like, I'm, he's probably a, a, a listener of this podcast anyway, right? So <laughs> yeah, well, he's in good company. He listens, he listens to a lot. <laughs> so um we are just coming up to the top of the app and uh, it has been a fascinating conversation uh did you have any uh more mes- uh, messages mr touch more questions uh no i think we're we're good i think this was really uh really interesting i love this i you know i love having guests on that have like a story to tell about the process that they've gone through so that other people other authors can sort of you know learn from that it doesn't not necessarily mean that they're following the exact same path, but it shows them, you know, like, you, you know, whether they're doing something licensed or not licensed or traditionally or self published you know, they see the tenaciousness of what you went through and you had a passion for something and you saw it through and there were challenges, there were big challenges that would have, you know, turned off a lot of people and, and made them say, forget it. But you guys pushed through anyways and, and, 
had some success success with it. Yeah, we'll leave a link to Matt's lawyers in the bio for your for your <laughs> other readers. They'll find them handy. <laughs> well, I was going to say before we before we wrap things up, uh, we'll start with you, Pete. Uh, alphabetical order. Like, where where can people go to find out more about you? Oh, I'd, I guess. Well, I've I've kind of got the name of the book. Um, so from <laughs> Taylor's from Taylor's with love. I don't know how that happened, Matt, but um, yeah, I, I guess I took the name of the book and uh, the website from Taylor's with love. But also, there's a a podcast and you're you're yeah. Well, I, I am glad, Pete, that that you have the name of the book because it it does it it at least someone does, and it, it keeps the name um, out yeah. there and helps. Uh, I think having that name recognition with having it just not beyond the book. It, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not cyber helps, cyber squatting on the name. There's a uh, there's other blogs and uh, and articles about James Bond style, like there is on Matt's site. Not as uh, not as in depth and research, but there's there's still some more stuff to find on the website fantastic articles about motorcycle jackets oh yeah that's that's and jason statham in particular um and matt (laughs) so uh tell us where can people find out more from you so i'm at bondsuits.com and uh you know you can find bond suits on instagram and and also also their social media and uh yeah it's uh i've been doing this for uh, over a decade over over a thousand articles on bondsuits.com uh, mostly pertaining to james bond style sometimes it takes a detour doesn't doesn't everything always take a detour with uh, with minds like us craig yeah. do you like bond i do i've seen all the movies yeah <laughs> not, uh, you know I, i'm not as deep into it as uh, as roland is but um i am a fan of the movies for sure i think i'm actually gotta... insert some kind of reference every time yeah yeah mostly he's written a lot of blogs where it's come down to and you know in my bond uh stuff and it's always works it in there somewhere there he goes again (laughs) and i'm like editing it out (laughs) gets it down to 50 words uh well thank you so yeah thank you so much for joining us uh and go and check out pete and matt and in the meantime if you haven't already make sure to click that subscribe button hit that like leave us a comment uh all of the that good stuff and we really appreciate you listening in and stay tuned for more very very soon thank you so much guys thanks for taking an interest really appreciate it yeah thanks for having us on well on the great thank you